0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is December 1st. We are in the Christmas month. Hello, everyone. Welcome into today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock. We're getting your phone calls and text in. The text line this hour is 304 396 talk 304 396 8255. We got a lot to get into. Marshall wins against Akron yesterday. That was a big win for the Thundering Herd. I know Akron came in three and three, but Akron always plays the herd tough. So Marshall getting the win looked good for the Thundering Herd. So I was really happy with that. We've got all conference nominations here or, or nods today. We've got that to get into. Marshall got a few, not many, but a few. After all, Sunbelt's a tougher league. So we'll get into all of that. I want to let you know we're going to talk about Huntington High and the state championship. Can you believe it? Huntington High back again after beating Martinsburg. So we're going to talk about that here in the next few minutes. We've got on the program Eric Little. He calls the games for Parkersburg South. And so we're going to talk to him. We're also going to get your comments in. Again, text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So I think the big news today, we got to touch on first, college football playoff, expanding to 12 teams for the 2024 season. Rose Bowl said, yes, it's going to offer some flexibility here. So the Rose Bowl was the last roadblock to making this happen. So the first round of the playoff in 2024 will take place on campus sites. Matching teams seeded 5 through 12, the week ending Saturday, December 21st. The exact dates are yet to be determined. And then the quarterfinals and semifinals are going to be played in the bowl games that have been rotating as host of the semifinals. Got the Rose, the Sugar... The orange, peach, cotton, and the fiesta. So every bowl is on board with this. And the championship game is going to be played January 20th, 2025, in Atlanta. And the title game the next year is going to be played January 19th, 2026. And Miami, excuse me, in Miami Gardens, Florida, both are further out than we're used to. reason they're doing this, $450 million in additional gross revenue for the conferences and the schools that participate. That's why. That's why you're doing this. More money to be had here. More opportunity. More opportunity to make money. That's it. That's the reason. It's not this, hey, we want to include more conferences. We want to include more teams. No, it's let's make some money here. So how do you feel? Marshall maybe has a better shot now. Maybe Marshall could get into this thing. I think Coach Huff has got this herd ready to go for a run in 2024. I know, let's get past 2022 first, and then let's go past 2023 before we're talking 2024. But you think the herd's got a, maybe a run coming up here in a couple of years? Maybe goes undefeated? Maybe wins the Sun Belt? Not only the division, but the championship game? Hoist that trophy up? Maybe heard the Herds' top 25 team going to make this thing, right? That's kind of the dream. That's the, that's the idea here. That's the idea, to be among the highest rated. And, of course, win your conference championship. That's definitely going to be a big plus here. Speaking of conference awards, as I alluded to, the all Sunbelt teams are out. Marshall made the list. We're going to get into that a little bit later on, but... Only three representatives in the first team. There was a second team representative, and there were four honorable mentions. So we'll get into all of that, but we're going to turn our attention to Huntington High in action Saturday. We're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930, Highlanders back in the state championship. When we come back, we're going to talk to Eric Little. He's going to give us uh, the breakdown on the opponent the Highlanders face when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the December 1st edition Into the Christmas season here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Pulse One, your host. Coming up on Saturday, number one Parkersburg South will face off against Huntington High. And the Class AAA Championship game, the Highlanders got there by knocking off the reigning and defending champion Martinsburg. And joining us now to talk a little bit more about the matchup is Eric Little. He covers Parkersburg South. Of course, the way the rules break down, we don't get to actually go up and do play-by-play, but that's okay. It's still been a great season for for uh, everyone. I'm sure it was a fun ride for you up to this point.
0: Yeah, it's been fun through 13 games. Uh, No, we don't get to do play-by-play, but I wish we did. 14th game would be great to do, but uh, it's a special season to document either way, and uh, certainly uh, happy for the people involved that you've covered for a quarter of a year now at this point.
1: Did you think it would be Huntington when you saw across the way it was going to be Huntington versus Martinsburg? Were you anticipating Huntington, or did you think, okay, it's going to be Martinsburg, it's always Martinsburg?
0: Well, I think Martinsburg's always a team in the back of your mind uh, in Class AAA, kind of like how Wheeling Central is in Class A, no matter where they are in the bracket. You're always kind of cognizant of them and the fact that you might see them down the road. But we've been hearing whispers all season long about Martinsburg and or about Huntington and how for real they were. And You know, I the the, the name Gavin Lacco has come up here a number of times, and uh, we've seen him in other sports. He's a very good athlete, and, and, and you know Billy Seals' reputation at this point is statewide uh, for what he's done and, and the way he's conducted the program at Huntington. Now three Super Sixes for the Highlanders, so it, it's definitely not a surprise. Uh, it, it might not be the team many people expected, but uh, again, what I've been saying to people all week, you know, maybe it's not Martinsburg, but this is a team that beat Martinsburg, so you definitely can't uh, be on ease when it comes to taking on the Highlanders.
1: Parkersburg South and Huntington pretty much neck to neck all season long when it came to the rankings. So it, it seems fitting that both teams are going to be in the Class AAA Championship game. What's the challenge for the Highlanders when it comes to Parkersburg South? What should fans look out for when they're watching this game? Who are some of the standouts all season long?
0: I think Huntington's going to see a quarterback like you know in Robert Shockey, like what you've been seeing all season long with with uh, Huntington's quarterback Shockey. Has thrown for 25, or 35 touchdowns this season, almost 3,000 yards. He also is a potent threat running the ball. He's run for over 1,100 yards and 16 scores. Um, he can call his own number. He's got uh, a whole cadre of weapons uh, out wide. Um, Cyrus Trawl, may be one of the most athletic players in the state. 1,100 receiving yards for him, 78 grabs, 19 touchdowns. Gage right in the backfield has scored 29 times on the ground. And um, that includes 11 touchdowns in his last four games, 11 rushing touchdowns. But uh, again, Troll leads that receiving course. Got Turner Garrison, Mason Reams, and Tristan Walker. Troll's a dynamite athlete. He's got 25 total touchdowns. He scores on special teams. He can score on defense. He leads a team with eight picks this season. So I think it's a multi talented, multi pronged threat. I think that's, the, uh, that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. And again, this is very similar to what you saw with Martinsburg because they've got a lot of athletes that are plug-and-play, that when they touch the ball, they can score from about anywhere, and Parkersburg South has a very similar threat. Joining us
1: on the program, he is one of the voices you hear if you go up and down the radio dial to listen to high school football on a Friday night. Eric Little's with us, and of course, Huntington taking on Parkersburg South. We've got the game for you here on Saturday on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and we're looking forward to it. It's, it's one of these matchups that... I like from a from a standpoint. Other than it's not Martinsburg, so thankfully it's not Martinsburg once again in <laughs> the title game. So automatically, I like the matchup. But over the years, it feels like Huntington, the Huntington area, the Parkersburg area, sort of this back and forth rivalry between all the athletic programs here. And I know maybe Parkersburg is the first name that comes to mind uh, over the years, but. Really, you can't overlook what Parkersburg South has done over the years. And, of course, getting into the championship games just proof of that.
0: Yeah, Parkersburg South in a lot of other sports uh, has been a perennial in the postseason, the to state tournaments. Yeah, you look at boys and girls basketball for a long time. And uh, Parkersburg South's girls soccer team was there this year. And under head coach Nathan Tanner of the Patriots football program, really trying to make November and even December football a regular thing, making it a regular thing to practice on Thanksgiving has been a bit of a priority, too. Uh, For Tanner, uh, this is his fourth season, so this is senior class is the first class that's had him all four years. They've gone to two state semifinals and now uh, won won Super Six, and they made the playoffs three or four years, and the program's made the playoffs uh, four of the last five. So uh, beginning to become a perennial name in Class AAA, and that's certainly the standard the Parkersburg South would like to achieve and the goal going forward.
1: How important has this team been to the community, not just over the last few years but definitely this season?
0: I think it's been a very integral part of this community. Uh, We had six regular season games this season, and you had the three uh, playoff games where the Patriots hosted. They were home nine times out of 13 games, and that included uh, the game against Parkersburg High School in late October. They saw 7,000 people, and that's a uh, a record crowd for the Erickson All-Sports facility, Uh, especially when the weather was good Uh, early in the season. The crowds were strong. Uh, we had really terrible weather the first two rounds of the playoffs, but since the semifinal, uh, people came out, and that was a game that aired against, or, or that was going on against the WV season finale. You uh, it was a Saturday afternoon; it was Thanksgiving weekend. There's a billion other things people could have been doing, but the crowd was very, very strong. So, uh, this is a community that gets very much behind its its young people. Um, this is a community where where they take pride in, in the S on the side of the helmet, and so I think the last person out of the south side on. Saturday. Better turn off
1: the mic. I was going to ask you, how many people do you think are going to be making the trip to Wheeling? Uh, I'm not sure how many from Huntington's going to be heading up. I'm sure it's going to be a huge crowd, but uh, this is probably going to be an electric atmosphere because, again, it's not Martinsburg, so it's not been there, done that. It, it Really, you can't just put a finger on one school and say, okay, they're the favorite because you can say Huntington's the favorite. You can say Parkersburg South's the favorite. I think it's going to come down to which team has the ball last probably.
0: Yeah, uh, that and whoever makes the uh, whoever's defense creates the the most takeaways. I really think is going to come down to that as well. But I think you're right for Martinsburg going into Super Six. There definitely was that feeling of been there, done that, and so I think their crowds diminished a little bit as they went on with their run. And so you got two crowd, two fan bases. I mean, even though Huntington's been there, this is now the third time under Billy Steels. Uh, I think they'll still see a strong crowd. And I think for Parkersburg South, it's a very novel thing for the Patriots to, to be playing for a state championship. They haven't been to the Super Six in 19 years. So I think this is going to be a different year for the Super Six in general. A lot of times the Class AA or the Class A game is the one that gets the biggest crowd, especially in Class A, because there's been a lot of Ohio Valley schools a lot of schools that have not been from far away and or are making uh, rare appearances like Ritchie County last year, St. Mary's a few times. Uh, they would send a lot of people practically the whole town. And so you get that in Class A. But I think in Class AAA, these are two communities. And I think that's the difference. These two communities that haven't been in these shoes very often. I think we're going to see a good game. I think we're going to see a big crowd. I think it's going to be physical. I think it's going to be uh, an offensive show. And it's going to be whoever cracks first, whoever makes the first mistake, whoever gets outside of what they normally do, and um, whoever can force that in their opponent. I think that's just going to have the advantage.
1: I'm not so sure about the Parkersburg South side, but I know Billy Seals, uh, he personally calls the defense, that is his baby, so... Well, maybe seven, seven, six. That's what we're gonna see. That's gonna be the game—a seven, six game.
0: And he, after, after a quarter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> at, yeah, seven, six. Yeah, the defenses are gonna rule the day here. You know, you have high potent offenses. No, nah, I think we're gonna get locked down from both teams. You know, you know, I know how much uh, they love defense on uh, the hilltop for Huntington, and it seems at Parkersburg South, you can't overlook that defense as well. Uh, so this should be fun. I, I hope we have more offense. I'm sure the coordinators would love to see nothing but um, I don't know three and outs. I mean, seven nothing would probably make one of the coaches happy.
0: Oh yeah, it'll make the winning coach happy. Right? For sure. But, right? But 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 I, I think you're going to see a game that's not in the 40s. I think you're going to see a game that's not in the single digits. I think you're probably going to see like a 28-24 kind of score. To be honest with you. Uh, and, and Parkersburg South's got a field goal kicker, Makaya Jones. He's got he's five of eight this season. Two of those makes are in the postseason. So that's a weapon that's been developing over time, and he even hit in the semifinal game as well. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see both teams have successful moments on offense, and both teams are going to get their stops as well.
1: My guest is Eric Little. He calls all the Parkersburg South games for the regular season, unfortunately not doing the championship game, I know. Um, still, it's going to be a fun game, a a great ride so far. Uh, I hope it's a great game for both squads, no matter the winner. I, I think uh, both teams deserve to be there, and uh, both should be proud. and Hopefully we get a great game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think so. These are two classy programs. These are two programs that do it the right way. I know that that's kind of what's been said about Billy Seals and Huntington for a long time. Really making a name for himself, not just for the winning, but just for how things are getting done at Huntington High School. I mean, these two teams last played in the regular season back in 2019, which is um, Nate Tanner's first year at Parkersburg South. So it's not all that ancient history that these teams have seen each other. It's not not in the uh, terribly distant past. So there's some history here, uh, and this is... Uh, these are two communities, two schools that are very prideful schools, and, and I think they're going to put together a good effort on Saturday.
1: Looking forward to it. Hey, thanks for doing this. We'll do it again soon. we got to get Huntington and Parkersburg South back on each other's schedule. we got to do this more.
0: Or we can just talk about whatever. I mean, you know, if there's a you know, TV commercial you want to talk about, if there's another sporting event you want to talk about, Pop culture, hey, hit me up. You know, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll do this, and uh, we can go in
1: depth. All right, Eric. Okay, we got your number. You know what? Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll put you on. Don't, don't tempt me. There, there will be days. <laughs> hey, Erica. Hey, what'd you watch last night? That'll be the show. Don't tempt me. It's going to happen.
0: I watched the DVR of the History Channel. It was uh, the Curse of Oak Island. You know, and, and we're going to lose all your listeners. i are I'll, I'll talking I'll talk about PBS American Experience, your listeners are going to be gone. <laughs>
1: Eric, good talking to you. Have uh have a have a great weekend uh, and, and we'll do it again soon, I promise.
0: Hey, thanks. Take care.
1: That's Eric Little. If, if you got a favorite TV show, Eric will break it down for us. I like that. I like that a lot. He's definitely on the short list to come back. we got more coming up, including your phone calls and texts. Let's get that text line fired up right now. It is turned on. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the December 1st edition of The Drive at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock. We'll get the text line going right now at 304-396-TALK, 396 -396 825 Conference awards coming out today. No specialty awards awarded to anyone from the Thundering Herd, but Marshall does have some representation, and you got to start with the first-team offense. Kalen Laburn Marshall, on the all-Sun Belt first team. If you're going to have a running back on your first team in the Sun Belt, it's Kalen Laburn, And that's it for the offense, though. Not really much offensive representation here for the Thundering Herd. All Sunbelt first team defense, you've got two representatives, Owen Porter and Micah Abraham. And that's it. You have to go to the second team to find anyone from the defense, and that's Steven Gilmore. So he's second team all defense. And then... There's no third-team representation. It's just honorable mentions for Marshall. Corey Gamage, Kobe Cumberlander, Eli Neal, and Andre Sam. Now, as a unit, that Marshall defense was stout as a unit. Individually, though, maybe not those standout performances compared to, statistically, some of the other teams. As a unit, though, I would take Marshall's defense over anyone in this conference right now, but... You get two on the first team, you get one on the second team, and then you get some honorable mentions. That's it, and it, I think you're going to see that for a while because again, this is a this is a different league. It's a bigger conference. Obviously, you have great. I think top to bottom, you have some great coaches here. You have some great standout performers, and it's just it was not going to be the marshall show but at the same time the only thing you really care about at this point is uh, where are you going for the bowl and will you win it that's what you care about right now these are great individual awards are fantastic i love individual awards i would love to win all the individual awards but the fact that some herd players were getting recognized is good that means you know you got some work to do and i don't know how you i mean this is basically from coaches and some select members of the media mostly coaches again select members of the media How many of those West team coaches really know the herd? How many? If you're looking at who stands out, if you haven't faced Marshall yet, you've heard, you know, but you know coaches are week to week, they're focusing on the opponent. And so Troy knows about Marshall. Louisiana knows about Marshall. And then it's the East division teams that know about Marshall. And of course, Marshall did not win the East division. Marshall beat every team in the East division except Coastal Carolina. But Marshall also has two losses against Troy and Louisiana. So unfortunately, Marshall did not win the East Division, not going to participate in the conference championship game. But Marshall was one of a few teams that had representation, multiple representation in the first and i'll tell you what it's it's better than i thought and it's not as good as i thought at the same time does that make sense i couldn't really figure out who else would be first team offense for marshall and it's not a slight on anyone it's just okay i'm trying to figure out who would get a nod and i thought i would have moved kobe cumberlander up a little bit i might have moved him up a little bit just because i thought that he was out there all season making things happen i thought he might have Warranted minimum a third team. Not my list. I don't vote. I don't pick. The good news is, though, Marshall's got an opportunity now to uh, finish the season on a high note, get the bowl bid sooner than later, I hope. We'll get that taken care of after all the conference championship games are done. We'll see where the Thundering Herd is going to go. I- I'm pulling for Myrtle. I'm pulling for Myrtle right now. I, I want to see Marshall Myrtle Beach. I've heard... So many different picks. I don't want Ohio in a bowl game, and it's not because I don't like Ohio. It's just I don't want Ohio in a bowl game. I've, I've been there, done that. I've seen Ohio. That's a regular season game. I, I don't I don't want to see Marshall and Ohio in a, a – I don't want to see Marshall in a Mack school in a bowl game. I just don't. It doesn't excite me. Now, granted, you're talking to the guy who's really not excited by the bowls to begin with. I'm just going to go ahead and, and be honest with you. I'm not that excited for the bowls I look at all the matchups and think, okay, that's great. I, I wouldn't pay money for that matchup. If I didn't No, that, that doesn't interest me. It's not, the playoff has more interest to me. The playoff has more interest for me than the bowls ever did. And I would hope it's not going to happen because ESPN owns so many bowls, but I would hope we would have one day t- an expanded playoff. We've got 12, When can we get to 16? Can we get to 16 sooner than later? Do we go past 16? And I really believe the way to make this work is conference champions... And then the rest are at-large bids. Conference champions at-large bids. Because if you're the number, if you're the number two team in a conference, maybe you can make a case for yourself to be in the playoff as an at-large. If you're the number three team, can you? Because where do we cut the line off here? Say, okay, lost in a championship game, but it was close. Probably an at-large. Ohio State at-large, right? Didn't get to the championship game. Obviously, better than the opponent in the championship game that it would have faced. Okay, at large, Ohio State. I can see it. You don't necessarily, as far as I'm concerned, you don't necessarily need to be the other team in the championship game because we've seen some championship games where, okay, there's one clear favorite and the other team just lucky to get in. And really the best two teams in the conference are on one side or the other. So do you really take a a second team based on the loser of the championship game yeah, there's gonna be some questions here how these things are going to be seated i would like to see you know, 16 teams eventually now that offers up some problems gotta start the season earlier right season's gonna have to start early eventually or we're gonna go going deep into this thing we're gonna be deep into this thing already you start the season early do you, you end the regular season early because you gotta play 12 games gotta play 12 regular season games then you're gonna have to have your championship game so that's 13 and then you've got the 12-team format now. If you expand the 16, once we get through 12 a few times and you go to 16, you know, you, are you going to have to make allowances for that? Do you make the schedule different? Do you start practice sooner? Which I'm sure coaches would be okay with that. Or do you you start the regular season earlier, try to condense the the preseason prep? I, I think you can figure it out. But at the same time, you're going to have – a lot of differing factors here. I mean, it works at the one double A level, the football championship subdivision. It works there. It seems to be a model you can look at. But hey, why is this? Why is this conference getting two teams in, and we're getting one? If you're the SEC, okay, hey, maybe we deserve three teams in this thing. Maybe you're the Big Twelve, like hey, you know, we deserve three teams in this thing. The Big Ten, hey, definitely, we we deserve three teams in this thing. So the fact we got the twelve, that's that's amazing in itself. Fact we got the twelve. I would hope to see 16, but at the same time, I also want to see the Bulls repurposed in a different way. And honestly, this is going to make the Bulls a little less relevant to a degree, to a degree. Because what are we going to be talking about? 12-team playoff in 2024. What are we going to be focusing on? This 12-team playoff. Not the handful of bowls that are going to be played before this thing. We're going to focus on this thing, number 5 through 12, starting the week ending Saturday, December 21st, 2024. What do we got here? We got a system that's going to coexist with bowl games, playoffs. Bowl games, playoffs. And are you going to see bowl games go up against the playoffs? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere near this thing. If I'm an opposing bowl, no, I'm not going anything. I'm not nowhere near this thing. I would have to I would probably have my my bowl would be prior to this. Because once you get into this, do we care? I'm gonna leave it to you. 304-396 Tonk 304 396 8255 More coming up on this edition of the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM930. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
0: 94.1 FM and AM930.
1: Our final segment of today's edition of the Drive at ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. We have football action tomorrow. We've got action on Saturday. Saturday we got Huntington and Parkersburg South. That's going to be right here in ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. Friday morning, ten a.m. Tune in the Cat Sports ninety three three and thirteen forty. We've got the Division Five Championship, Ironton. Taking you on Canfield South Range. And we've got all the play-by-play action coming up. And that is on Friday, 10 a.m. You can stream online, catsports 933com You can download the app. Listen to the radio. See, Fighting Tigers looking for a state championship. Of course, Highlanders on Saturday. So, all your high school football action right here across the Kindred Communication family of stations. Speaking of the Huntington Highlanders, Uh, Here's the game plan for the Highlanders. 9.35 a.m. tomorrow, students and staff are going to line the halls. Cheerleaders are going to lead the team through the school and out the front door onto the buses. So now they're going to be on the buses. As they board the buses, the band's going to play. It's going to be a majestic send-off, right? So you can go out. And they're gonna be well-wishes in the public. You're invited, you can, you know, you can gather in the parking lot for the send-off. Get them going, get them up the wheeling. But before they leave. So we're starting at 9:35 a.m. tomorrow at the school. Then they're going to make visits at Huntington Middle School, Huntington East Middle School, and the Cabell County Career Technology Center. And then we're gonna get them up to Wheeling. I know a lot of the volunteers and the families and others boosters have been uh, hard at work putting together the travel kits for the Highlanders. I've seen some of the some of the pictures, and I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more important than a fresh toothbrush. Let me tell you right now, you travel, you have to have a fresh toothbrush. You need it. I mean, you get a fresh toothbrush. That's the that's the most important thing next to the clothing. It might be the more important thing. Tooth, fresh toothpaste, toothbrush clothing those are the those are the important things then of course the snack packs you got to have the snack packs those are big things so I, i've seen some of the uh, photos today uh kids are uh, being taken care of and that's good that makes me happy so i'll kick off is set for noon we got it for you on saturday right here on espn 94.1 in am 930, and of course on our stream that is live at wrvc.com looking forward to it as the highlanders are in action one final time this season to take on Parkersburg South and hopefully win a state championship. And, of course, if they win the state championship, parade. Huntington loves a parade. So parade tomorrow, of course, in Huntington. And then you can have a parade here in like a week or so. After they win the championship, you can have like a championship parade for the Highlanders. Yeah, parades for everything else on Huntington. Why not a championship parade for the football team, if it doesn't happen, uh, we we protest City Hall. If it does not happen, we protest City Hall. So first Highlanders are going to win, and then we have a parade with Billy Seals as the Grand Marshal. I like it. It's my idea. I like it. All right, let's get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Having some fun with you on a Thursday here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930, I mean, why not? We've had a couple of good days going so far. The Herd with the victory against the Zips, going back to the Mac, taking on the Bobcats on Saturday, and we'll have that game for you as well. So right after right after the state championship game, we'll have that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930 between... The Herd and the Bobcats. But last night, Tavion Kenzie looked good. His uh, fifth 20-point game of the season. He shot 50%, 9 of 18, so he looked pretty good out there. Marshall started off quick, a 7-0 run. Had a couple of runs in that second half, a 10-0 run, an 8-0 run. I thought Akron was a lot better in the second half. Very physical. I thought Marshall was able to... To match that physical nature, was not intimidated by it. I thought Marshall was able to weather storms from Akron. Didn't let Akron get too far into runs. Thundering Heard, I thought, looked good. No complaints. Marshall, Marshall looked good. Andrew Taylor had a double-double. His first of the season, seventh of his career, had 16 points and 10 rebounds and six assists. Seven of his 19 attempts from the field led to that. I thought Camden Kerfman looked good. He was better from the three-point line, 5 of 11, hit 15 points. I'd like to see more from Micah Hanlogden. He had nine rebounds. He was out there making things happen, rejected a career-high six shots. And the big key for Marshall, shutting down Xavier Castaneda. He was averaging over 20 points a game, and he had four points. He was 1 of 13 from the field. He, I don't think we talked about that much. Yesterday, they shut him down. He was he was a big gun for them and he got shut down. So team looked good. I thought the hurt handled it well. Next up taken on the Bobcats that game should be played every single year need to make that happen every single year Marshall needs to be playing Ohio I don't want I don't want it two game series every se- I want home and then on the road the following year I want one game every year go up to Athens convocation Center a fantastic venue for basketball by the way a fantastic venue say what you will you go to Athens to watch a basketball game it's it's a fantastic venue. It's, it's just this nice campus tucked away, and you get there. And you're like, okay, this is nice. So much respect to Ohio and the basketball team, but I wanna see, I wanna go every other year. Marshall, home one year, on the road the next. Let's get some excitement for this series. Again, I know this isn't Ohio's biggest rival, but Marshall needs rivals on the basketball court. Marshall and Moorhead State, I would continue that. I would do Marshall, Ohio. Those would be two that I have to have those games every year on my schedule. Most definitely. Bobcats, the Eagles, have those two on the schedule. And if you want to schedule one Conference USA school yearly, I could be talked into Western Kentucky, maybe. I could be talked into that. So you have your major rival from the MAC, Ohio. You have Moorhead State, makes perfect sense. You have Western Kentucky, do that. Those would be my three. You got to have those on the schedule every year. And then I would look at, okay, let's just focus on maybe one team yearly in West Virginia. I play Charleston. I'd lock them in every year. Okay. Charleston, Ohio, Morehead State, Western Kentucky. If you can convince me otherwise of the conference USA team, I will I will change my mind if you can convince me. However, those are my those are my schools. Those are my schools. Texter wrote in just now and said that, or asked, does anyone know why we stopped doing the thunderclap? I think the best thing to do is get that thing going organically. I remember when it was uh, at its heyday, you'd have the board cue the fans. Like, ready, set, go. And you would have the We Are Marshall back and forth. You'd have that on the scoreboard. You'd have the fans doing the thunderclap. I don't know if that could be worked back into the script. Bring it up. This, uh, this athletic director Christian Spears is he still doing the uh, the, the fan thing? I know you got um, you got some of his committees that he's, he's formed. Isn't there the fan advisory it, that's still around, right? Someone to bring that up, get that directly in front of him. Like, hey, we need to see more of this. This was a cool thing. Every time – I mean, then again, Marshall was scoring a lot of points. So, every time Marshall scored, you would see your fans do the thunderclap, and it would get up there, 7, 14, 21. It was good for – it was good for health. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it.
0: WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd
1: and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.